yeah, every now and then you get somebody, if I'm in the US, walking the streets, even in random towns, like, hey, you're the guy from Netflix. <laughs> from yeah, Netflix? Yeah, I'm that character, yeah. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Pit Stop Podcast. Thanks to everyone tuning in, listening, uh, subscribing to the YouTube. We really appreciate it, of course. Anyone who's been checking out our TikTok or our Instagram recently will know that we've been on some travels, haven't we? Well, yeah, it's been quite an eventful 24 hours, but we have ended up where we said we were going to be, and we have got the guest. Well, we said one guest. We've actually got two sat right in front of us. (laughs) We told them we had one, and we have got Valtteri Bottas and Guanyu Joe. Thank you very much for being here, guys. Thank you for being here. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's been a crazy journey. So what happened? Right. Oh, man. Let's start from the beginning. <laughs> we, you know Luton Airport in London? Yep. So we were going from Luton, and we were there at what time? We got to Luton at about 3, three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, flight was at 6. So okay, like enough so time. Well time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, go through check-in, like check all of our bags, everything's all sweet. Get to the, uh, where were we? Just in like the departure lounge, and then we see that it's been delayed. So we're like, okay, we'll chill, have a few drinks, whatever. And it's delayed, delayed, delayed. And then it says, I think it says 8.30. So we finally go to our gate at 8.30, cancelled. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so no, after a four-hour no. delay, cancelled. And then obviously we had to get here because we've been telling everyone this whole time that we had, you know, guests, F1 drivers, which is massive for us. So we, flight's cancelled. We looked last night. No, no way of getting here. No. So we literally went straight from Luton, in the car, down well, to Dover. We couldn't get our baggage for a start. Oh. We waited for about an hour to get our bags. Ah, yeah, of course. Finally got them. We get out to the car, and I'm looking at Jake, and we're like, what are we going to do? Like, we're, there's no more flights that night. There's no flights today. We're going to have to cancel it. And we're just like, what, so we haven't what slept. we drive? We've come straight here, so Pick we do up. need the coffee. Yeah. That's commitment. That's all. <laughs> Thank you so much. No, it was worth it. Yeah, that's why we look a bit haggard, by the way, if anyone's wondering. He looks all right, just a bit more coffee. Yeah. Trouble Espresso will do that job. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about this. It's not your coffee, no. No, unfortunately not. But no. They don't have your coffee here? That would no. be great if they did. Do they have your gin here? Yeah. No, no. Not it's not, not yet in Switzerland, so eventually we'll have all of those things. Where is it? I saw you do a post about your gin earlier. How did you get onto that? So, yeah, like gin has been my drink to go to like for a long time. And uh, with my girlfriend, we've like throughout our travels, we've collected gin for a long time. Um, and then one day just sitting outside on the, uh, on the porch, sipping gin tonic, yeah. I decided that we want to do our own gin. So yeah. <laughs> finally this year we launched after planning and starting it up for like two years. A lot of time in a distillery then and making it perfect, I guess. Yeah, it's, we've been working with this distillery in Finland and it's been really, really interesting. And yeah, it's um, hopefully it's going to be in the UK soon. That'd be amazing. And Joe, I know you're releasing some merch. I was listening to uh, your episode on... Beyond the Grid, right? Beyond the Grid. I was yeah. listening to that on the way here because we were in the car for ages. So we listened to all the podcasts. <laughs> every single podcast. Make sure we we listen to everything. Do the same questions. Yeah, yeah, you said you were thinking about bringing out some merch at some point. Is that happening? Yeah, yet? I mean, it's not yet, but uh, of course it's coming. Of course, this this month we'll be having firstly my mini helmets coming from the current F1 designs and it's good. And then, of course, it's, there's more coming. I'm too far away to get anything with alcohol yet. Yeah, yeah. And I'm more interested <laughs> into like close sets. So hopefully get some merchandise, you know, 
not just like uh, the fans will wear in the in the track. It's something like I want to get into like straight wears, fashion wear, yeah, cool. like just designing your cool like ideas and wear your own clothes. It's, it sounds pretty interesting. That's cool. I love that. It's like similar to what uh, Lewis Hamilton's just done, right? With his is it plus forty four? I think he's done like a clothing range or something. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't see any of that, but yeah. I don't, I'll I don't think it's out yet. I don't think it's out yet. <laughs> I don't even know. But we want to do the same because these are actually our pit stop hoodies that we had designed and we just want to make like a whole clothing range out of yeah. it eventually. But yeah, nice. Not okay. yet. Just to give you a tiny bit of backstory, we got into the for into Formula One at the end of last year. Okay. So we're like new. We know stuff. We know about all your amazing history. We know that you were rookie this year. Yeah. Points on your debut. Absolutely unbelievable. How are you finding it, Alfa Romeo, coming in and working with Bottas? You know, you've got such a great teammate here. How yeah, do you work together? Yeah, for me, together? it's a uh, you know, huge honor to have him out here because obviously, you know, from last year in Abu Dhabi, postseason test was the first time we actually met or talked in person. And then, yeah, Valtteri being actually very supportive, helpful for my journey, especially at the beginning, you know, when... I was so nervous, like, for example, in barring my debut weekend. And uh, I think Valtteri clearly saw how nervous I was, especially before the Grand Prix, you know? Yeah. You like you are one of the 20 drivers on the grid. You always was watching in the past. So it's pretty sensational and to be thrown back to it. But uh, overall, it's been extremely a big family together with Alfa Romeo team. And uh, everyone has been, you know, having the same passion with what's coming. And we try to always try to get better and uh, just very supportive in the team and I feel a huge warmth welcomed and uh, yeah it's been going well so far let's say that's what you need Alfa Romeo have treated us like absolute kings to be fair since we've been working with the guys so they're definitely like the best team on the grid to work with I'd I say. thought you were going to get a private jet oh, that's what I was going to say we were, we were <laughs> let down a little bit I don't bit. have one yet so. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say we'll have to miss one of you boys and get the yeah. jet no yeah we were driving over it, yeah, took, it, it took a little while honestly I'm, I'm literally I probably look a zombie right now but <laughs> That's 12 hours of driving does to you. But Valtteri, what is it like for, uh, for you, from your side of the picture, like joining a team, like a new team, really, for the first time? You were at Mercedes for so long. What is it like being at a different team? It is different. You know, it's, it's definitely quite refreshing in a, in a way because five years already in, in a single team is, is quite a long time in, in Formula One. Um, and I think also like the situation I was in, like within the team, for me, it was really, I felt like it was needed change was needed and that's quite normal in, in life sometimes and it's it's been really really good fun like obviously I had to reset my my targets uh, at least for for this year so and but I had time to kind of mentally to prepare for that and now actually you know being successful doesn't necessarily mean just winning the race it might mean that we've made progress on a single area or we can clearly see improvements here and there that what gives me the satisfaction and um because where i'm also like aiming for long term not just for this year so yeah i liked I, it I, when you said that on the pod that made perfect sense to yeah, me so i thought the same thing like having the stability of knowing where you're going to be exactly makes so much more sense to me i thought that would just make me perform better mm. and you <laughs> yeah. can work towards yeah. the target of you knowing you're there for that period of time exactly I, yeah. I never really thought that formula one would even be like one year one year one year that's the one thing i've learned i know that's the, like because we are new, like you just assume that people are with teams sort of, yeah. not forever, but for a long period of time. But we didn't realize how much people move between the teams, Yeah, which is, yeah, it's just crazy. It is 
highly competitive. Yeah, and everyone stays friends. But, uh, well, a lot of people yeah. stay friends between teams, which is great as well. <laughs> yeah, because you guys you know, know everyone. So. Like you were saying in the in your episode, when you know like those ZF2 drivers from working your way up, and everyone kind of knows everyone. Yeah, exactly. I mean, of course, like for now, especially the recent years, there's more like people have been racing or younger generations. So it's like the ones you grew up like racing against them all the time, you know, like let's say 10 years ago, I was, or even more that I was in karting. I was like, how is it possible? You know, these top F1 drivers know each other so well. And then when you grow up following the, the normal path, platinum, and uh, you realize that it's actually the kids, the drivers you have been racing all the time. So people like Lando, you know, Mick, I have been with them since karting days. So yeah, it's wow. crazy. Like a little family almost. Yeah. And the F1 paddock is such a small circle in the end. Like, there's not, not that many people there and yep. you travel to, to different places as a, mm. as a group almost. So. That's, yeah, we that's, that's the main thing that we've noticed. So, um, yeah, we were in Zanvoort and uh, just sitting outside the Alfa Romeo <laughs> we were motorhome. Sat we get. And we see on the first day, we see a load of people walk past that we know. And then the, the next day, it's the same people again and again and again. And it is like a little community that you guys have. So yeah, I think it's a, it's a cool working environment. It is, yeah. It, it can be, but also like sometimes then it's nice to escape that environment. <laughs> like yeah. when you spend like such a long time in with the similar people, it's good to disconnect sometimes. So yeah. So how do you escape? What uh, are your I other have, outlets? I have a few, few things. Uh, gin, <laughs> cycling. Yeah, yeah uh, we know you love cycling. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And also it has become actually a way for me to explore places much more than I've, what I've seen before. Like mm -hmm. I mostly travel with my bike, so then I, I can like see from the race locations, different places and stuff. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, I love traveling. You know, if I have free time, like in the August break, uh, I went to see again some new places in, in the US and uh, I like yeah, good food and coffee and stuff like that so and you have your house in finland that you've been building it's uh, got one bedroom correct so it's like i know everything no guests yeah i had a yeah. question how so you have one bedroom because you like it being like private is that right so yeah. if you do have people come stay they just all go on the sofas or you get an airbed or something where do no, you that was the idea not to have guests no one stays, oh, no no one stays. stays. <laughs> you can come to my place for a coffee or <laughs> gin by the house over, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> overnight you can come for a coffee but yeah the idea with that place in northern finland is so remote that it is the place to disconnect and, and relax so yeah that's the reason isn't Perfect it like place. the most northern part of finland that you can go to as well yeah yeah pretty much so do you like ski or do you snowboard or do you like do you get i assume you get a lot of snow up there yeah huge amount of snow like uh, ski doos um mm -hmm. snowshoeing I, I do snowboarding as well a little bit but um, stuff like that is really really cool place nice how about you joe what do you do to escape when you're not uh, training or working or yeah obviously i try to you know get away but the problem is like my real escape is probably go back home but that's a bit too far it takes a bit you know take <laughs> yeah. 11 hours or even more but so yeah last few years been missing home quite a bit because don't have the jump to go back but mm. uh personally i like to you know listen to some rap music and uh I did actually some stuff myself because my sister is very into hip hop as well. For some you got reason. some rap tunes, have you? Yeah, but well, I'm not making it now. But yeah, I haven't made myself. But I'm just actually seeing some 
song rap that had already been made, quite famous song oh, back oh, home nice. in Chinese. No way. And then I tried to do that, and also going through you know some fashion stuff because obviously where I'm living in London, there's a lot of fashion shows involvement for me to do that because it's it's feel like it's a huge difference between me and Ralph because he like likes quite quiet place, you know. I like, <laughs> like to, that pumping rap music. <laughs> yeah, I like to keep it busy because like get to F1 this year has been extremely another step of how busy I am but I'm mm. used to it because for us like coming from China you know we're working 24 hours 24-7 so it's like mm. yeah. you're used to this kind of just busy road things so everything makes it's quite 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 good sense for me so far Is home for you Shanghai? Yeah I love Shanghai it's an, it's an amazing place Yeah I mean you can get anything day life night life everything you can think the of night, The night life's pretty good over there You need to show That's me why again. you like it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah You need to show me around one Yeah one is there. I'm, <laughs> plan, I'm planning actually one, one if it's happened in Chinese Grand Prix in the future then invite Valtteri to a very spicy hot pot place Oh uh, yeah, Next day he will be in the toilet <laughs> 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 Are you a spicy food fan? Yeah actually I am I you are? Yeah I do yeah, because I I bought a team to one of the hot pot in Montreal. Next day, like uh, I think they couldn't get out there oh, yeah. <laughs> the next morning. <laughs> I, I take the challenge. Yeah, I had Accepted. a hot pot in Shanghai, and I can agree. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty wild. Yeah, it's it's nice. I like. It. Did there used to be a, a, a race in China before? Yeah, they always yeah, been. Yeah. Uh, it's still here. It's been renewed the contracts three years ago into twenty twenty five, but the problem is the last. Two three years has been the COVID yeah, restriction. Yeah, yeah. Of course. The yeah. last one was twenty nineteen. Yeah. yeah, I mean Hopefully it was. They get back racing. Yeah, there. I mean it's coming all together. Of the last year was still twenty one days yeah, quarantine. Yeah. This year now they reduced to seven. So. Everything, hopefully, you know, get home race. <clears throat> Valtteri, do you think you like to keep it quieter now in your life and have your time away like that because you've been doing it for longer? Like, do you remember your rookie year and would you have been it's crazy as Joe and do all this stuff and. I don't know, put yourself out there a bit more. Do you hide away now because you've done it for longer and you want the quiet space? Um, I, I think I've always kind of been the same. That I, I, I think it's just where I come from and I love nature and stuff. So for me, it's like quite important sometimes to have quiet time. But yeah, don't get me wrong. I also am pretty busy. But then when I have a chance, then yeah. I, I, I do like to disconnect and to, to other things. And I think I've done it from the very beginning of my career, but for sure now with a bit more experience i know exactly like what works for me and yeah and i remember like yesterday being a rookie in f1 and for sure it's like uh, you have this extra energy and you can almost yeah work have 20, 24 7. About, have you two spoke about your rookie experiences before like what it was like i wonder how they how they're different because the sport has changed so much in in that period of time right you've got drive survive you've got so many different things that make this sport different now. Oh, the oh. big thing that we spoke about was that no halo, driving with no halo. And yep. obviously you've always driven with a halo. So yeah, what are the... Well, what are the... in lower F-series... Yeah, we did drove know. actually, both, even for me, I drove without halo I in suppose F3. In, yeah, 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 in, in lower series. Yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe not F2, but F3, F4 was, was, was out. But mm -hmm. honestly, there's no difference because one day... As a driver, it's nice to have it, obviously. Yeah. Like for the safety, but actually like visually and stuff, it doesn't really change much, so... It's in your blind spot, right? Yeah, it's so you don't, right in you the middle. You get used to it, yeah. yeah. Really? Wow. Even on the game when I play it, I can't... Yeah, in, in games, it's more it's, annoying yeah, than real life. We have to remove difference. it. Yeah. Because well, it's right in the middle, right? But uh, we never look straight. We always look like 100 meters, 200 meters ahead. Yeah. So when you 
put the, I don't know if you had saw some eye camera of other drivers they always looked apex and when they are the apex they're looking at the exit so the halo is right in the middle which mm. you never you always just escape it yeah and obviously what I was saying is drive survivors change the media into the sport you've joined and it's like at a peak now obviously you've joined after one of the biggest things ever the sport is massive and when you joined Valtteri it was it was smaller for sure like and wasn't as worldwide do you go around the world now and are you spotted in places that you like were never spotted before like is your is it harder to find privacy now yes uh, i would say biggest difference what i've noticed with the with the netflix drive to survive is the us yeah like I, it was a place in like earlier in my career that if i went i could do pretty much whatever and nobody would recognize me but now yeah every now and then you get somebody if i'm in the us walking the streets even in random towns like hey you're that guy from Netflix. <laughs> from yeah, Netflix. Yeah, I'm that character. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, exactly. So uh, that's happening. And, uh, but it's definitely changing. And now for me this year, if you, you kind of, if I get the feel of the atmosphere at, at the Grand Prix and the amount of people, it's never been so high. Like yeah. I think everyone mm. is definitely growing at the moment. Crazy. Yeah. Sports exploded. It made me laugh when you say that you enjoy your quiet time, yet you drive one of the fastest loudest cars uh i've ever heard in my life how this is a question for both of you what made you want to be a driver in the first place yeah for my side of the you know i think when i was a kid uh let's say five years old knowing nothing about motorcycle racing china doesn't had a f1 race yet but so uh, i just always want to be in the driving seat position and uh, just when the car is stopped, obviously not <laughs> moving, yeah. and just to hold the steering wheel and just virtually do that imagination. So, and then my first Grand Prix I watched in 2004, it was the first uh, Chinese Grand Prix. I saw that noise like you guys heard it for the first time. It was so much louder yeah, back, back then. Yeah, back then was even louder. You yeah. need to have a headset to be to be avoided. But uh, it was crazy. I was like, okay, I want to be like like them, like these F1 drivers one day. So everything just come together. But then I don't realize how tough this journey mm. would have been. But uh, yeah, it's, it's great. And um, from my side, the passion about racing or about motorsports has been always inside my DNA since like at the very beginning. For me, I just yeah, accidentally, ex accidentally went to see a go-kart race. Uh, there was a Finnish championship race um, on the way to from the small town that I'm from to the city. Um, so there was a sign that there was a go-kart race and with my dad went to watch and apparently I was like sitting still for many hours, which never happened in my <laughs> life before. Until that point, I was five years old. Yeah. Then we went to the club next day, but all the cars, they were too big, so I couldn't reached the pedals in yeah, any yeah. of the carts. So then the winter came, I had to wait for the whole winter. Uh, my granddad at that, that time told me to eat porridge every morning. So then magic could happen <laughs> and I could reach the pedals. Yeah, yeah. And I had porridge every single morning for the whole winter. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, when springtime snow was gone, I could fit the go-kart, I could reach the pedals. I had my first lap uh, and first run. Um, and immediately it was like something unreal that I never felt before the the feeling of the speed and being in control of a vehicle like that so that's when I when I jump out of the car I told everybody that I'm going to be F1 driver oh wow <laughs> you yeah. straight away yeah, yeah. that's like, unbelievable yeah. <laughs> so if yeah. you hadn't had that moment what do you think you'd be doing now again question for both of you like if you weren't a Formula 1 driver where would you be what would I wanted you be to doing? be a policeman yeah, yeah. I wanted yeah, to be a chef. that would be cool yeah I think for me I played 
already back then in the winters I played ice hockey and still I continued in the summer driving go-karts and winter playing ice hockey for until I was like 15. So I think I would say ice, ice hockey would have been the sport. Yeah. I wouldn't be in any sports. I would be like uh, having my own brand and then, you know, designing the fashion stuff. So, so you are really into fashion then? That's I like love a big it. Thing and I love designing, obviously, Formula One or racing. The helmet is kind of yeah, yeah. the stuff you can put your own ideas. And most of my helmets like... How does it work with a helmet? Do you literally get to design everything that goes on it? Is it like yours to change and do what you want with whenever you want yeah i mean you have logos from the team yeah you yeah. have to like put in the right and... position but then the overall view in whatever special edition you want to have is all from your own idea so you can put everything together wow I'd and love I to put my design. girlfriend is designing my racing helmets oh no way yeah, that's really. unbelievable yeah, that's her she's like a hobby designer so it's pretty cool that, yeah, that's really cool that's amazing keeping yeah. it in the family yeah i like that yeah. i just want to dive into this question because it's been one that we really want to ask you is we want to talk about the crash that you had at Silverstone, if you're happy to talk about it. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, Mainly because we've, I mean, we've talk never about been to Silverstone before. about 18 hours already. Yeah, have <laughs> you really? It's we, all right. We've never been to Silverstone before, Are and you? we'd never seen a big crash in Formula 1 at all. Yeah. And we were sat there, we were actually in the W Series paddock at the time, and everyone was just staring at the screen with their, with their mouths open and didn't know what to think. Or Yeah. So from your point of view... What do you like even remember? What happened? Like, I can't imagine in the moment what that's like. We watch yep. it back and there's like a halo and a helmet scraping on a long, literally looking like a scraping on a floor. Yeah, from my side, of, of course, like everything happened so quickly. But uh, thankfully, I actually was staying conscious. I remember exactly what happened the whole start until I, I reached the fence. So it was good. But then, yeah, when this happened, everything was so so quick. The only thing you can do is just protect yourself as much as possible in like the most safest solid position. So of course, release your hand off the steering wheel. While I was back backwards, I knew that uh, there's nothing I can do anymore to recover with the car. So it's all just waiting for the last impact. Let's say the whole pro progress wasn't wasn't something nice, especially the last like few seconds where you knew the car isn't stopping and you are hitting something huge. And uh, yeah, I just pray for, for for everything will be okay. So when I stopped, so basically, I just make sure that my legs, arms are still still fine. Nothing was major broken. It seems so. Yeah, yeah I actually switched the car myself because for some reason my car was still running with the engine. Oh wow! And I feel something was leaking, and I knew if I had caught on fire, it would be not an easy situation because I'm backwards. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, everything was fine. Then just waiting for, of course, the the marshals, and they did a good job. And uh, as we saw, that uh, how important the halo or the safety has been improved the recent years. Mm. How did you? I remember listening to on the Beyond the Grid when you say, and when you first got in a go kart, you actually went in with your dad. Is that right? And he drove. Yeah, I was back. You were in, in a, a two seater because you didn't want to go in a go kart on your own. Yeah, I was scared. You so. were scared. So how do you go from that? <laughs> To then having a crash like that and then bouncing back the next week and being able to get in a car. That was the I most can't imagine yeah, yeah. doing yeah. that. I think exactly, you know, from my side, it, it felt quite okay because obviously from the beginning of my career, when I first time started everything, I feel like it's so too fast for me to control everything. I wasn't sure if I was able to control exactly what I, what's happening with the quick go-karts. But then, yeah, when I tried it, I loved it. And then with the career 
goes gradually goes on. You are facing quite a lot of different difficulty, some crash as well. But、uh, let's say that was definitely the biggest crash I ever had in a racing car or in motorsport sports ever from the beginning. But yeah, from my side, let's say that the mental strength has been a good or became a lot stronger in these years. So I didn't feel there was any fear to be back into it.、Mm-hmm. And I think, in the other hand, it's kind of good we have a race straight away next week. Yeah, because it gets you like to already forget or try to forget what's happened in Silverstone.、So、you haven't got time to dwell on it. It was more like in that sense. And of course, I stopped to watching videos from Sunday onwards about my crash because it was across all, all over the the world, you know, internet. So, and then I was I was fine. I was clear, and I was happy to be back in the car. Yeah. Came back and smashed it. Yeah, you really did smash it. Honestly, I think if I even pranged my golf, I wouldn't want to go in it. For like the <laughs> Your next golf after the journey here is ruined. It's squeaking. <laughs> This car is like my golf was meant to be serviced 300 miles ago, <laughs>、uh, and I've just driven 500 miles here, and she's done a blinding job. So hopefully she's going to make、home. it back. I don't. Know. I don't know. Don't know. We <laughs> might need the jet. <laughs> We're going to need the jet. <laughs> is it true, Valtteri? There's a Bottas burger. That is true. It is true in my hometown. Yeah. So I have to go to Finland and get one. Where、yeah. can I get it? Yeah, it's、uh, it's a town called Nastola, which、okay. is where I'm I was born and and from. It's like it's only one hour drive from Helsinki Airport.、So、did someone make it for you, or did you design it? No, they, they actually it was like the local like grill or kiosk that、uh, I used to go there as a kid to buy candies and stuff. And、okay. then just one, it was many many years ago. They asked, could we do burger called Butters Burger? And the price would be seven point seven euros. No, it's not. I like that. I said, yeah, why not? <laughs> Apparently, they're selling lots. So, what's in it? It's、uh, a jing. Jing <laughs> <laughs> in the sauce. Jing in the coffee beans. I wish.、Uh, it's pretty traditional, actually, but it's like a proper beef burger. Like,、uh, it's not like minced. The burger itself, it's like proper, almost like a steak.、Oh. And then some onion,、uh, tomato. Um, they have really special sauce in it and stuff like that. So, I'm so hungry right <laughs> now. <laughs> Where do you two feel like you're at this season with Alfa Romeo working together? Like both new and new into a team. Do you feel like there's a lot more to come from Alfa Romeo this season? We went into the garage for Zambor, which was really exciting. First time we've ever seen it. Saw you both in the car. Learned so much. Just wonder what it's like, like in the garage, and what you guys talk about. Because I heard, didn't you say you have similar driving styles? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like, so do you talk about certain bits on the track, and how do you work together on that? Yeah, I mean, from my side, of course, especially at the early part of the season, it's more try to gallery what's about to six about the car because I have lack of experience in the Formula One car, and then taking his experience obviously from other teams as well to be. Get the team better, and、uh, we clearly see how the team has been made a progress. And、uh, I think the most satisfied things to see is the the whole factory here and on track is being super motivated with the whole new lineup. Because normally, you know, in F1, you don't get two drivers yeah, yeah. new for the season. Yeah, yeah, it's really exciting. You normally keep、yeah. one, so、yeah. it's been a great learning curve for me as well. Also, I think from the team, and the Valtteri has been extremely helpful in that. And、uh, yeah, throughout the season, we are facing some difficulty at the beginning with reliability. Then we kind of had some good results for for both cars, and then again now we are we had a bit more hard moment in Zandvoort. Now we are kind of coming back. So、yeah. F1 is、uh, is tough. You always try to 
picking up you know little things that can makes you you know just be a little bit few times than you're in the pond so it's and is teamwork and, and working together um, important to you guys? Like we've, I've seen drivers before when they're fighting each other, two teammates. W- what are your views on that? It's of course, yeah. Where you know every driver is in Formula One because you're competitive and mm. your almost life goal is winning. You know, so it's it's natural that the teammates also like, for sure. Uh, Joe and and myself, we we always want to be ahead of each other because it's in, in the nature of a, of a racing driver. But at the same time, to be able to work really as a team, to share all the information and uh, have a good team spirit is so important for the team in terms of if you're looking to get further and you know develop the car and, and motivate the people around and everything. So yeah, you need to have that right balance of, of course, being competitive, but the main thing is to you know be able to really work together and push the team forward together. Mm-hmm. Did you both bring your performance coaches from before into your team now? Uh, I did, yeah. You did, yeah. I've had and is your, quite a while, is yeah. Your physio, anyway. no? Yeah, like a yeah, physio. Yeah, yeah, I just exactly. wonder, because we've had a few on the pod and they talk about how they like go and they like, have to learn a new team as well. I find mm. it fascinating because you take like your yeah. group kind of over My to a new team. My physio actually walked with vouching his rookie few seasons with Williams no because he was with Felipe Massa before. Yeah. Oh, and then, oh, wow. and then it's like, kind of just coming together and then when Massa retired he was with me for the whole F3, F2 journey and then mm. now it's like we're back together yeah, like yeah. now I'm in my rookie season and <laughs> he's like experienced teammate so yeah wow that's crazy yeah I like how it's all a little family it's it's perfect yeah we've had performance coaches on and we just find it fascinating that they they live the life as well really and they spend like half a half a year away yeah. yep. going everywhere and flying places I don't know. I don't know how everyone does it, but if you've got your place in Finland, you can go away and you can do your fashion. Then I guess it, you can ab- able to separate a little bit. Yeah. Mm. But it's an exciting rookie season. You definitely got a great team, mate. Um, I guess we should let you guys go because you've had a busy day. You've been chatting to everyone. Yeah, you've literally just come straight from something else straight. Into <laughs> it, so I appreciate your time, guys, a lot. No, Thank I appreciate you, you getting here. Yeah, I'm still impressed by the commitment. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we're gonna get home. I that's a worry. Some bit. people would have easily given up. And, yeah, oh, let's never. Get, let's go home. And, I saw yeah. you was like coming from Europe, and then there was like coming from UK. I was like, yeah, yeah. And, you <laughs> that's know, we, crazy. We arrived like literally thirty minutes before, we, or about an hour before yeah. we did this, so we were cutting it really fine. Yeah, <laughs> we actually made the early train, didn't we? Yeah, I had to drive Florid. at the at the speed limit. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, obviously to make the earlier train. Yeah, to get over to France. Um, I understand. But we're here. <laughs> we're here. Thank okay. you very much for talking Thanks. to us. Thank guys. you. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah, Thanks, guys. Uh, let's definitely do it again. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nice one. Take care. Powered by Spirit Studios.